All right, we are back with part two of the Thomas Fitch Sports Show. Um, we are still on the uh, Texas-Kansas game from Saturday um, evening, night, afternoon, morning, um, and dawn and dusk. Uh, so the thing that our defense did well, other than uh, limiting Kansas to really three points, they scored a, a touchdown in garbage time, but really three points in um, the second half, 10 points total. Um, but they did a good job of forcing turnovers. They, uh, there were three interceptions, one fumble recovery, so four, four turnovers um, in total. But what, what impressed me, or what, and, and this has impressed me the whole year, uh, is the ability of our team when we get, when the other team gets to the red zone or you know, in, in, the th- in field goal range to shut them down there and either force a turnover or force the team to a field goal. And that's one way that our defense has been really successful is, is being able to bend and not break and either hold the team, hold them to a field goal, or have an interception. Um, Antoine Davis, um, I want to talk about him in a, in a short second, but Davis had a really good interception in the end zone at the, towards the end of the first half. And it's that kind of stuff. That's, I mean, that's elite stuff. The best defenses, they're not just stopping you every time on three and out. The best defenses know when they need to buckle down and get a stop and force turnovers. And so that was impressive. The other cool thing about the turnovers, they were all by senior backups. Jason Hall had the interception, also had a big sack. It's cool to see him getting in here. He's lost his starting role to um, some of the young guns like Deshaun Elliott and Brandon Jones. But he got in there. He had a big sack. He had uh, six total tackles, five solo, a sack, and an interception. And um, Antoine Davis, this is this is a really cool story. So he he was coming in to back up Holton Hill. He ended up with two interceptions in the game. But he's a senior, and he had to work hard um, last uh, in the spring semester so that he could graduate and get eligibility for one more season. He had, uh, per uh, Herman said this in the press conference after the game, but he had to get a lot of credits done, um, and he, Herman said he worked really hard to be able to graduate and play this year, and it's cool just to see that he was able to um, come in the game, get this opportunity, step up, had two um, big interceptions, had a pick six, and an interception in the end zone, um, so, you know, that's just, that's one of those cool stories, um, just cool to see um, of Davis, he ended up with three total tackles, but um, his influence was really felt in the turnover game. Um, before we go on to the college football playoff, um, we have our little Michael Dixon spotlight. Um, first of all, I want to shout out Nate Boyer. If anybody knows his, his Twitter handle or Instagram, tag him in this, all my, my valued listeners, um, because he's been watching my show. Allegedly, allegedly, um, because he went a Longhorn game day before the game and said Michael Dixon should be in the conversation for the Heisman. Now, y'all who have been listening to my show, um, y'all know I've been saying that for over a month. So clearly Nate Boyer um, is one of my valued seven listeners to the show. And, um, and he was like, huh, this Thomas Fitch guy, he has these stats. You know, he must have heard my stat when uh, I said that Dixon was averaging 48 and a half more yards per punt than Saquon Barkley is. And, well, update, because now Baker Mayfield has the best Vegas odds. Believe it or not, 
this is this is crazy. This is this is gonna blow y'all's mind. Uh, but stat of the year, Michael Dixon. Um, it's the exact same stat as for his, comparing his punting yards per game to Saquon Barkley's. It works the same way with Baker Mayfield. Um, both times he's averaging over 48.5 uh, more yards per punt than both candidates. So, you know, just something to throw in the Heisman ring. And in all, in all seriousness, like I am actually being serious, other than Baker Mayfield, who, you know, I'll, I'll give him the credit. I hate to give him credit, but he's having a good year. Other than him, Saquon Barkley is dropping off. His team's dropping off. Bryce Love's been injured. Uh, Notre Dame lost, so they're they're running backs out of the out of the conversation for the most part. Who else are you going to uh, not necessarily give it to? But who else are you going to take to New York? You know that would that'd be a really cool story to get a punter in the Heisman and get him second or third place. Uh, but he didn't punt much. Uh, he had four punts for 186 yards, which is 46.5 yards per punt. Had a good punt that he pinned inside or at the one, but again, it's frustrating me when they're having him punt from the thirty-nine yard line. Like they they did that. Like, are you trying to, like Tom Herman, are you trying to keep this guy from winning the Heisman? Like, I know you don't like the kicking game, but the punting game's good. I don't know. So that was Michael Dixon for Heisman. Um, I'm his campaign manager, allegedly, unofficially. Anyways, um, college football playoff. Um, we're getting closer and closer. Only got two weeks left of the season before we get to the championship games. Anyways, here, there was a bunch. So Miami beat Notre Dame. Um, that was kind of the biggest. Well, that and an Auburn killed Georgia. Those were my the two biggest upsets. Um, so real quick, here is my top six. I'll just give them to you and then break it down. Number one, Alabama. Number two, Miami. Number three, three and four, I'm kind of going back and forth against, and I'll tell you why in a little bit. But three, Oklahoma. Four, Clemson. Five Wisconsin, six Georgia. So, why are Bama and Miami up there at one and two? When you, when you're when you're ranking these teams, you have to value um, being undefeated and being undefeated in a Power Five conference and having wins against ranked teams. And and, and when you're not playing teams, beating them in a good fashion. Why Wisconsin isn't in there is because Iowa's the first ranked team that they've beaten and. Who you know? I was been in the top twenty-five for one week. Bama had a good win against Mississippi State on the road. Miami, incredible win. They just destroyed Notre Dame. And those, those again, because this is clearly it's a good Notre Dame team. And when you can defeat them, you put up forty points on the number three ranked team in the nation. That shows me that you might be legit. Um, OU, I have them jumping ahead of Clemson. Uh, Clemson remains remains stationary in my rankings. The reason I did that is, again, OU big win over TCU. So big wins over a ranked team, I, that's, that's how I have that. Um, and then Clemson um, Clemson won. So, you know, nothing to write home about in their game. Um, and, I, and I had Georgia 6 versus Auburn. The reason that I have Georgia ahead of Auburn, even though Auburn beat them big, and really, it could go either way. Again, the six seven spot doesn't matter, you know. But Georgia is going to be in the SEC championship game. If they win out and they win the SEC championship with one loss, they're in. So that's why I have them against Auburn. Auburn, because they have two losses, that hurts them a little bit. But again, Auburn still controls their own destiny. 
if they win out and they win the SEC championship, they're in too. But Auburn couldn't lose to Georgia in the SEC championship if they've already beaten Alabama with three losses and make it up. So that's that's kind of why I'm, I have Georgia there. But that could go really either way. Um, so, you know, people get really upset about this, you know, about who you have where. Oh, you have Miami too. They're over. In the, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. These things, Miami still has to play Clemson in the ACC title game. Bama still has to play Auburn. Um, and either Bama or Auburn will play Georgia in the SEC championship game. Oklahoma still has to win the Big 12. Clemson, when you said Clemson, Wisconsin still has to beat Ohio State. So things are going to sort themselves out. And honestly, I think of all years, this might be the year where there's the least argument for 18 playoff. And and I'm a big proponent. I, I really want the 18 playoff to happen. But I think this year, I, I think the the stage is set to where we could have a top four that few disagree with. And I think... I think if thing barring any major upsets from a non-ranked team against a ranked team, which is college football, that's gonna like that's gonna happen. One of these top, like I'm just gonna say, one of these top six, and we'll add uh, uh, Auburn and Ohio State as seven and eight. One of those, one or two of those teams will be upset by a non-ranked team, likely in the next couple of weeks, especially when you have rivalry week, rivalry week coming up. So, you know, it's college football. Um, Anyways, before we get to the end of the show, um, I'll talk a little bit about basketball. But what what I'm going to do is I, I made I went and covered the game um, for Texas Student T- Television TSTV on Friday, and so I made a package for that. And so again, this is a video show on YouTube. So if you want to see that uh, for you listening on podcast, you won't be able to listen to that or to, to see that. However, if you want to, just go on YouTube, look up Thomas Fitch. Um, It'll just be Texas versus Kansas recap, and at the end of the video, you can watch that. But it was a really good win, 105-59, to um, and this this is going to be one of the best Texas teams we've ever seen, you know, just because they're, and, and Northwestern, again, it's Northwestern State, but, you know, almost a 60-point victory is impressive nonetheless, and they played with so much chemistry you have eleven guys getting significant minutes, seven guys in the double in the double digits, um, and scoring. These guys are just playing as a unit, and it was you know it was hyped as the Mo Bamba show, and he did lead the team with fifteen points and added eight rebounds and four blocks. But everybody on the on this team, everybody in the starting lineup, and really on the second string, is a threat. And so, you know, this could be the year where we could beat Kansas at home. Unfortunately, that game's over Christmas break, but like I think that would be a fun game to go and rush the court, maybe. Um, you know, and not just beat them, but maybe win the Big 12, be a top three seed. And again, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm just saying this is where I think the ceiling is. Because as Michael Jordan once said, the ceiling is the roof. Sorry, joke. Um, but in all seriousness, this is a team who... who really has the potential to be a top 15 team and make a good run at the championship. Again, ceiling, barring injuries, barring this game being a fluke in a Notre Dame game from last year. But I do think that is a possibility that we can see. Anyways, I'll have the the package um, 
on the YouTube video. So check that out. Um, but that is going to end our show today. Um, our next show will be likely next Monday before Thanksgiving break, recapping Texas's game. They travel on the road to Morgantown. That game will be uh, 11 o'clock um, Central Time um, on Saturday. Anyways, thank you for joining me on this Monday afternoon uh, from the Thomas Fitch Sports Show. I'm Thomas Fitch. Let go of everything. Oh.